0: Yeah. But speaking of the lures and with that, one of the things I loved about your website is, is on every one of your rigs, it, it labels it down. It tells you size. It tells you weight. But if you scroll to the bottom of this on the website, it tells you how to fish it. And they're, one of the ones that always you know has caught my eye, each one I've looked at, specifically says, hey, look, if you leave it alone, it's going to sink a little. Um, you know, cause like you said, these are mostly top water and that's the, and they will come down a bit, but it tells you, Hey, look, if you do a fast retrieve, yeah, you're going to get up top. Um, keep a slow to mid retrieve. It's going to stay right there in the first few inches of the water column. You're going to be able to play it, give it a couple twitches here and there. It really explains it. Have you found for you though, a certain way to fish them is just this way is a constant killer.
1: Yeah, those are the best, like, you know, I, I it has to be presented to guys that are, in the novice range in fishing, just because it's the easiest way to explain for them to have success. Um, a lot of these things are, a lot of these lures are great for experienced fishermen because they can take a look at it, they can feel the weight, uh, they can they could they don't need to look at the package to know exactly what they're going to do with it. So a lot of that really is for the guys that are for or anyone that's going to grab it for the first time and doesn't get out all the time or. It isn't a psycho about fishing. Like some of us are <laughs> that knows uh, exactly when they grab a lure, what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Cause I can give, I can give some of these to some people and they're I started to be like, no, no, I, I I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, they, they want to figure it out. They want to cast it a thousand times. They want to know if it can do, uh, or, or they can put certain, you can put certain actions on it. I mean, those pencils, um, can be erratic and all over the place or. In a certain cadence, you can get them to walk the dog like a spook. It's really difficult, but it, it absolutely can be done. Uh, but that's the beauty of these lures. That it's like unlocking a secret uh, level on it. But in, in, explaining that on a website description, no, it's not, uh, it's not advantageous just because uh, no one's going to read all that and really get the impression through reading what they need to do. It's all through experimentation. That's kind of how we figured out what all these things can do. But it's all centered around the weight and the body mass being able to balance all that so that you can manipulate the action of the lure the way you want it to. But yeah, uh, the next step in that is to be able to this grand idea that when I have time or the next is to hire a company to help is to have a QR code on the back of these lures and have it scanned. So it directs you straight to like a YouTube tutorial on each lure. Really, it, to trying to make these things user friendly, um, but that's in the uh, future, uh, not right now. <laughs> Dude, there's still. <laughs> I, I have this idea every year. I just can't. I just can't get around to it. It's. It's. I gotta. I gotta. I think I gotta bite the bullet and have someone uh, do all that legwork for me while I'm still in transition here. So
0: let's talk after uh, the show because I. You just. I have an idea on how to help you with that.
1: Hey, there we go! I like it. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think
0: we can get that. We can get that situated here. Um, all right, so let, let's push into this one. So you talk about the species you have up there, uh, with the you know bonitos, the shads, albies, stripers, all that. And are these? Would you say these rigs will hit just about anything, or do you feel that they are target specific?
1: These are about anything. Uh, we've got guys that take them, uh, mahi, mahi. they'll go offshore and catch, I mean, guys will catch a bunch of stuff on it. The problem is we just, I love social media. Some guys are very, very giving and like, want you to see, um, you know, pictures and, and, and what they've done with them. And other guys, they, they're kind of, they kind of hold back a little bit on you. Uh, so every, every now and then, um, I'll, you know, I won't, I'll be asked not to share a picture or something, but I'll, I'll get a glimpse of, you know, it was used, uh, off the coast of here. And they caught all these fish, I like, oh, <laughs> but no yeah, one just needs to know, man, no one needs to know my no magical to, lure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what they are, you know, why they don't want it or it's fine. Um, it's just nice to see, you know, cause I, I can be in the dark about it. until I'm getting out there. Um, I'm, I'm relying on, on the feedback I get from anyone that's using, uh, these lures. So, uh, I'm sure, they've caught much more species than I am able to tell you here. But, um, the one firsthand I can tell you is that one, the stinger with the willow blade is a freshwater killer. A lot of guys, they little secret weapon in the spring here, um, in the ponds, because we have, we have substantial size, uh, holdover striped bass, um, in the 40 inch over range. Wow. Um, oh, easily. There's some, that, are even bigger. We've seen some pictures of some uh, forty-eight to fifty-inch fish pulled out of ponds that don't have more than five feet of water in them. It's incredible, um, but these things are lethal in there. It's crazy. That blade, the flash. Um, they've caught uh, white perch, uh, crappy pickerel. Um, Old oh, pickerel! Yeah, these holdover bass. And <laughs> pickerel. The pickerel hit anything. I wasn't. I wasn't proud when that one happened, but like, <laughs> still. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's it just funny. added to the little list. Uh, yeah, guys have caught, uh, taken them uh, in different areas. Uh, I had them down in Virginia. The guys are catching uh, largemouth bass with a sidewinder. It was, I got the picture of that one. I almost died. Uh, Cause we don't, like I said, we don't put generally have uh treble hooks on these things. The guy had caught two largemouth bass. It had two trebles on it. I couldn't even recognize the lure. I just, it, it looked nothing like the lure because <laughs> <to laughs> it had like, tassels, trebles. I'm like, what is this thing? What would you do to but my he lure? To get, he had caught, he got a, yeah, he got two largemouth uh, on it. It was, it. it was, it was, it was, it was pretty impressive. I had to give him that, but uh, I, uh, I couldn't advertise using those up here yeah, like no. that. in the condition. It was, I couldn't <laughs> imagine it would even cast very well at that rate, but um, that's what I mean. They're, they're interchangeable. You know, got uh, people will strip these hooks right off and, and, and put trebles on. And that's not something we you know, we can do anything about. I mean, hook selection's your your own. Yeah, we prefer at least if we put them on there, we're making it a little difficult for you to. Uh, <laughs> you have to take them off that way.
0: <laughs> There's a reason that we uh, choose what we've chosen. I mean,
1: it's it's yeah, not to screw well. With it does you. it. It does tie into the balance of the lure yeah. and its castability and its action. But um, you know, conservation is definitely one of the points um, we do focus on with running those hooks, really trying not to gouge the gills on some of these bats, uh, if at all possible. But like I said, we didn't really see a massive difference in the, uh, in the hookup ratio. Um, and actually, it can be more fun sometimes. They, they'll Instead of hitting it once and the lure's gone, they'll come after five, six times. Um, you get to really see a show. So it, it can be interesting in that regard as well. Yeah, for sure. Running those singles.
0: Well you talked you, you nailed one little topic here, uh, but I'll have to ask because you already named one, but what's another very memorable fish caught on your rigs?
1: Hmm, I know, right? I just went down the list of those things.
0: Oh dude, you're crushing uh, actually, it. I'm it, loving it. You're crushing right through this. It's like, well oh, when we it got this.
1: When it first happened, uh now it's kind of a it's kind of a norm. Uh mm-hmm. but false albacore they kind of blow by you guys. Don't you? Don't really get a, a season with them, do you?
0: Not a lot in our area, yeah. Uh, because since we're in the Gulf, we don't really. I mean, we get we get Bobos, Bonita, but uh, not so much yeah. falsies.
1: Yeah. So um that, like I said, that's a prized fish up here. When it makes it up here, people go crazy for it. That for like I said, when we first started, that first lure, uh the 180 came out, like. It, it just drew disbelief that it was going to have any effect, um, outside of bass and bluefish. Like it, that's just what it was going to be. I remember the first, uh, false albacore I caught on it. I was, it was probably the most important fish I had caught that whole year just because it was, you know, constantly said, no, 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 no. They'll never touch something of that size. It's always after small, small, small. And you got this seven inch top water thing slashing through the surface and, you know, there's no way they're going to hit it now we're finding they're more than willing to hit it um and that's just that's a lot to do with the bait um that's present up here squid is actually on their menu and these have one of the better squid profiles that you could probably put out there for top water and man do they i mean they just hit the hell out of it it's that's probably one of my if i could just sit there and throw these top water out at, at, at false albacore that would you can skip the bass and stuff like that. I know I said uh, (laughs) bass is my favorite, but they just hit it so hard, you know, um, which probably begs me to get out there and fish um, other areas more. uh, So I can add to that list. I'd really love to see that thing in action. It's just, you're so confident with it just because of how hard, you know, how successful it is up in this area that I could take it, you know, you could take it anywhere and fish it. Uh, And guys have have done really well on a personal level. I can't say I got to, I got to bite the bullet and tell my wife we're going on a, uh, fishing vacation. <laughs> I just, I, have rehearsed it. It just doesn't come out right. So
0: yeah, that's marriage.
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> ah, she'll let me go. we'll, we'll go one of these ones. Once we're not busy, we'll go. And that, that'll be probably my top priority is to just fish that thing until my hands bleed. Yeah. Um, it'll just be about, great, well, hopefully for roosters, but we'll see.
0: That'll be really cool. Well, uh, Last two questions in this category here. The the first one, let's talk about a business question here, and then we'll talk about uh, the final one. What have been some very valuable lessons learned while mastering your craft at this? Trying to figure out which failure I should talk about. <laughs> that <laughs> like, See, that but that right to... there, that word, I and a lot of, I, I grew up in the Marine Corps. That's been my life. You know, I spent 20 years in, and the words of failure, if you fail, oh, this is this. But one of the greatest things that I've learned in my life is failure is one of the greatest lesson learned things ever because it teaches you, all right, I couldn't make it work that way. Let me try a different way. So failure to me is awesome. Right? You call it a failure, and I'm all like, no, that can't be a failure. You just found a different way to make the lure. No, and, and, and my and,
1: and my interpretation of that word has, has significantly changed since starting this business, no. uh, for sure. You know, failure can come off as um, – a stop sign uh in a lot of ways um it's yeah it's the ability to ignore that just keep on going the the reason it works uh that I'm, I'm able to you know fail and not have anything go so terribly wrong uh besides having a buttload of extra lures hanging around um is is yeah is the is the work ethic part is being able to you know balance three jobs and do this thing uh it's it's not what uh, puts food on the table just yet. So I can, I, I can slip up and we'll still survive. Um, and I, and I, I got to keep it that way until I get it, I get this business right where I want it. But, you know, in regards to the lures, um, I'm staring at one that I have, uh, probably 3000 units left. Just, I kind of, I, I throw them out on the website at, at a nice, uh, heavily, heavily discounted rate. Um, because it's the it's that Chrome stinger. If you kind of get exploring in there,
0: you mean it the is. website where my cart's full and all you have to do is push buy yeah. now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get the discount code. It's all free. <laughs> uh, the uh, those those ones are uh, they're gr- honestly they they're fish catching machine, and we kind of knew that going into building the prototype of it, and then. We kind of tried. We tried to do something intricate and that we just hadn't seen. And I think the fantasy of it and wanting to just go from A to Z real quick with it. And we thought we thought of everything and it was going to be great. Um, it, you know that's uh, not how it works. It it literally kicked our ass and said no 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 we start again. Um, the lure works great. It it's tail breaks off pretty sometimes you don't even, you you don't even catch a fish and it it breaks off. And I remember going back to the manufacturer, what have you done? What did you do to these things? (laughs) And in in, no fault of their own, um, it was a lack of investigation and specifics. Um, The one thing I can tell you is that, you know, we work with China and they're amazing. very, uh, I have a ton of respect for them. Um, they're very, very kind, uh, very, very giving. They like said, "We, you, you, when you experience failures, they're failing with you uh, because they're investing in you uh, at this stage. At this stage, how I work with them, my successes are theirs. So right. um, and vice versa, you know, if they put out a good product, if, if they're able to you know really go through these lures and 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 make sure every step is so calculated and, and and perfected i have a sound lure i i don't have to worry so when that isn't the case you know everything changes so you know a part in this um, stinger minnow was installed that swivel and it's not the swivel that's actually weak it's just the end point that connects the uh, split ring to the willow blade it it's uber thin for some reason it just uh, you know when you don't take that that little tiny aspect of the swivel into account in the entire lure there's failure uh it was incredible it's snuck up on us um it was the biggest uh high to a low probably since starting this business because if you see this thing in your hand it's it's beautiful it's uh, like you look at it you're like this is gonna get some fish and then that happens and the tail the, the blade's gone and then the lure looks empty junk <laughs> and it can happen in an instant and it's just oh it was, i remember the first one i broke off and i was like, this sucks so bad what did we do and it's funny because this i think this you know i can't say it until it's done um and we have uh no failure at all but i've been fishing the prototype that we got in i always get a prototype you know six eight months in advance before any of this stuff's produced and goes out and i've been fishing it and it did not break it. I mean, it had been hit and hammered and I've smashed it off a concrete floor. I've done a bunch of stuff to it. Cause I just, when you re- you realize you have to go overboard, you have to purposely try and hurt these things and, and, and break them because, um, the harshness of, you know, fishing, you can't calculate what that computes in like, um, torsion or, or, or force against the lure. Um, you just have to go more. And that's kind of how a lot of these lures, you if we could chronologically put these things out in front of yourself, you'd see the development in them to see a oh, while wow. they've gotten a lot stronger <laughs> since the beginning. You just can't take chances like that, especially when you need to, you know, you have the fees put forth to do a CNC aluminum bold. You know, you're, you're investing thousands without ever seeing anything. And then, you know, then you got to put an initial order in of, you know, five, thousand units or something like that and hooks and every you know all of a sudden you're in the tens twenties thousands of dollars for a lure and it hasn't hit the public yet you know and you you know at a, at a company my size you can't you can't take that hit like rapala could or any of these other companies could so it's important that are going through this phase because it's kind of the gauntlet to get to the light you know we, you know you fail so many times, you know, it might be best to take up another venture, but it, it could be a sign. But no, it's, it, the fa- The failures are, are where all the learning is going on right now. So some stuff, I'm, I'm you know, if I'm not a thousand percent, you know, I got to be way over a hundred percent with some of these things. If I'm not a thousand percent on it, I go low in terms of what I'm trying to, like, put out quantity wise in an order. You know, I, I got an inch in. So, you know, I'll quarter... 15,000 of these 180s, you know, next year, and then I'll order maybe a thousand of these stingers. If all's well, I'll crank the order right up, but I have to, you know, those type of things, you have to limit the amount of damage, um, until it's perfected. So I can't have, um, you know, tens of thousands of useless lures, um, or lures that are just not going to, you know, function the way I want them to. Yeah. So getting through those, uh, hoops has been kind of the, the tough part, you know, especially when you're doing it on your own. So yeah, the, the failure, the, the success is in the failure.
0: I love it, man. True stuff. So which one out of all your rigs is your personal favorite and why?
1: It's gotta be the one that we started with, which is the 180. It's, it's 90, 90. 9% 9% of the time it's on my rod um, and it doesn't come off. I just, maybe I, I go up a size, but it's, it's always on there. Um, I've, you know, I've mastered it. I've mastered how to fish it. And I think that can be said for a lot of people with any lure. Once you've mastered that lure, it's, it's hard to break away from something that's so successful in your own mind. So I'm kind of looking to, to break away from that, even though I know I, I, I love casting it. It's a ton of fun. And I, it's like you can catch any, it seems, well, we've caught every species in this area on it uh, that would be near the surface of the water, put it that way. Somebody did get a black sea bass on it. it was kind of comical. Um, but that one's a rare and you don't count on it. Um, a bottom feeder would be like a, a fluke or a flounder coming up off the bottom to hitting top water. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this the, the, the new signwinder that we're going to have out next season is really, I, I got to fish the prototype a lot this fall. And I don't know I, that I might have a new favorite, and I think it's going to be a lot of people's uh, favorite that get to fish it just because there's going to be a straight floating that sits uh, uh, parallel on the water surface, you know, which is kind of different than the 180. The 180 has that, um, you know, more vertical position in the water, so it has a different action. This is going to have that spook style action, but the the difference in a lot of these lures we didn't really even touch on. If you look at them uh, on the website or anywhere. The islet, the front islet is under the lip. Yeah. Um, it's something we didn't talk about. It's kind of unique. Talk um, about it, man. We're get, here.
0: Well, let's do, because I mean, I've been yeah, looking I know, at it like, I know, I know. These <laughs> on the bottom and not directly off the yeah. nose? But yeah, hit it up, man. Let's so, do that.
1: It gets, it. we generate so much, especially with the weight in the rear, it just generates so much more action uh, pulling from the bottom of the lip there, uh, moving water wise um, in a lot of scenarios. The movement is dictated by that position right there. Uh, like the Sidewinder has a little flat face right where uh, the front eyelet is, and it darts left and it dies, and it'll still curl out, and then you can pull it back. And you pull it back straight, and then it's going to die out, right, right, right. And then you pull it back, and it goes, it it goes all over the place. And that, that keeping that subsurface because there it the movable weights on this one are in the back, so you get that front kick. Um, that was kind of the key to this lure is, ha- I think, it was 10.1 ounce balls uh, that are in the back here in this uh, chamber, in this rolling chamber. So you twitch it, the balls move forward. It gives you just enough of that kick to give it an erratic, you know, spontaneous direction going forward. Uh, and then you can, you know, once you, you know, get the line tied on and redirect it, you, know, you twitch it again and it goes, it's unpredictable at that point. And it's a lot of fun. But the the real success with the Hellfire 180 having that underlip is is the balance of those the weight holding in the water and basically getting the face to pull down and slap. I don't think that lure would work nearly as well. It'd probably work in some capacity, but it wouldn't have the action it has if the eyelet was either centered or reverse of where it is. Not at all. It's easy to think about in your head, you know. the, the All the weight's grabbing in the water and the water is kind of putting force on it. And you have that eyelet, you know, almost facing you directly, not straight up in the air. And, you know, you're pulling in and it's cranking that face down to the surface of the water. And it just slashes in, slashes across, keeping it under the lip like that. Uh, I feel like we get a lot more action out of the lure in coordination with the weighting.
0: I love that the weight and the beads, I mean, the way you did the conjunction, it, the fixed point there, but the beads with the noise and the way you did it, that it keeps it in the tail end and how it helps with the action. I love the thought process with that.
1: Yeah. So the, like the 180 is kind of like the, the brainchild of that one, uh, just because the way that the weights are situated, they're um, symmetrical of each other. They all, the, the weight's balanced of itself. Uh, there's a pit, there's a quarter ounce ball. It's, it had to be lead. The other ones are steel to get the weight up to that and there's two on its right there's two on its left and there's some they're uh, like 0.15 and 0.1 ounce so the weight's evenly distributed in front of it and behind it but the two front ones are act act as rattles inside larger chambers yeah that one it's it'd be hard to top that lure that a lot of guys have a ton of success with it a lot of guys say it's their favorite to throw Uh, but it's still getting out there so i'm interested to see the ceiling on this lure, because right now it, it it's it's still growing. It's definitely the the most ordered one I have.
0: I'm looking forward to fishing it. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> right. man, We definitely right. nailed into some good stuff there. Is there anything you wanted else you to talk about the lures that I left out? I'm sorry. I you know th- you know this one better than I do. I've only got the framework here.
1: No, we. I mean, we talked about it. I have um, the next thing I do now is uh, well. what I've been trying to do is. Uh, there's a lot of legwork and we started by doing just customs. So there, everything was painted by me in the beginning, uh, like the first year, um, obviously our most successful patterns, I, I can't, I can't paint 5,000 of them. I don't, there, there's just no physical way. I think I learned that when I worked my ass off <laughs> for, you know, 10 hours a day during COVID and it took me three months to produce a thousand of them. So, um, yeah, uh, some of this stuff, I, I, the main colors I had to have uh, produced, but I still kind of, I never wanted to lose that touch of the company in that way where I'm not creating, um, especially color patterns. So a lot of unique, any color pattern that we, we have on the website, I've hand painted at some, at some point earlier on and, and it's been successful enough where it gets thrown in rotation. Um, the website's gonna have a bunch of the customs that I do in general but we have um like the top five it's like blood splatter sand eel amber squid and uh we added a bunker in there and it's it's good to run on that base five colors because i mean they are just our go-tos um but at some point along the line i had painted that and there was an epiphany that it was it was that productive um which is fun because i don't like to lose touch of that so i i have I'm talking to you i'm staring i got a ton of blanks Staring back at me, <laughs> that are waiting to get waiting to get painted, um, which I will certainly get to. Uh, but that's kind of the the other half of the business that I really really enjoy because uh, I you know I'll do I'll do custom stuff for like uh, company gifts for guys you know guys that really like to fish um, that know the product. Um, I'm able to like water slide their logos onto it and seal it in epoxy. Um, you know, so they kind of have like a memento, um, some guys fish it and lose it. And I hear from them again to make another one, but, uh, <laughs> That was but a one-off, that's it. You had one, yeah, it's one. Oh, I, it needs to be, cause it is, the, the <laughs> process is painful enough anyways. And then to have to do that, I, I actually, it, it sucks cause I can wreck the entire lure on a process, like putting the logo on and have to start again. Uh, so, the oopsie I try to deter myself from that, but I, I I keep a bunch of these uh these blanks on hand for you know more or less color testing. You know I like to have those available so that I can uh, mess around, you know, and find the next new hot color. To use.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally get that. Well, all right. Well, let's transition then. Let's move into the next subject. And while we're doing that. It is your final bait check of the episode. This, sword bait, this bait check has been brought to you by Sword Fishing Products. Need a new blade? Oh, man. Sword blades are one of my favorite to use. Whether it's the bait knife or my fillet knife, they've got the different sizes and shapes. They've also got the serrated. If you also need a new pair of pliers, they've got one set and then another magic set coming out soon. Keep watching. That's right. Sword Fishing Products has got you all set up there. So go ahead and over to swordfishingproducts.com. Take a look at all the stuff they have on the website and get it ordered. You will not be sorry with that lifetime. No questions asked. And I do mean no questions asked warranty. Don't believe me? Call and ask. They'll tell you all about it. Now that we're moving into this one, we we talked a little bit earlier with uh, a brand new angler, uh, and I kind of want to tie back into it here. What knowledge would you like to give if one came up to you and it's like, Hey, tell me something, what knowledge would you like to give to a brand new angler?
1: Well, <laughs> Persistence. Don't give up. Uh, I think that's what got most of us, uh, at least to be successful in fishing is, uh, the fact that you, you you're going to have some tough days out there, especially in the beginning, um, you know, where your knowledge is a little thin on what, uh, what you're chasing after. Um, be friendly. Talk to people. I, uh, that's kind of one of my favorite parts of this. Now, um, you know, I like to hand out lures on the beach. A lot of other guys that come here, um, you know, I have a garage, uh, that I, uh, operate a lot out of, and guys will say, I'm, yeah, I stop by the garage. I need to load up. <laughs> so they don't have to go to the shop cause they're going to buy in bulk. And, um, you know i know what i know what they go out there and do a lot of the times they're 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 catching fish and other inexperienced anglers are around them scratch you know wondering what's going on and you know want to be part of the action and these guys are out there they're they're giving these their own the ones that they just came in and paid for they're they're giving them away so i always like to try and make sure i top them off with the, as much as i can just because i know that that's what they're up to and i like to do the same thing a lot of guys that's the point of being out there. Um, is some of us can be out there for, you know, eight hours in a day and, and yeah. just get lost in fishing. Um, some people show up for an hour or two and, or don't have much time and maybe brand new to fishing, but want to, you know, feel the success of, you know, hooking into your first fish, whether you're taking it home for the table or just the glory of being able to say that you did it. And, um, I've had, that's the best part of it. I've had a ton of conversations with new anglers on the beach, giving uh, some young guys some plugs and literally watching them throw it out there and, you know, hook up within the first five, 10 minutes and just, you know, their jaws drop. Like, ah, that was 100% worth seeing these guys get into fish because it's just like right place, right time. Sometimes I like to fish in areas where I'm, you know, definitely not going to see anyone, but um, I'll, I'll go fish the, areas that are you know got some people hanging around just because it's nice to interact with everybody especially if there's some if there's some you know younger younger guys that are 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 really new and and not quite sure what what angle to take or or what to be using um it's 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 a great thing to kind of pass along a little uh, tidbit of success you know if, if it works you know every time we get out there and Like you said, if it's, if it's bluefish or something like that, you know, and they just want to catch fish, it's, it's perfect. They get to cover a lot of water and they're going to hook up a bunch of times. Um, It makes it a memorable experience. Um, and I've had guys, like I said, I've had guys come back to me and tell me the same thing, saying, it was uh, pictures with young kids saying, um, you know, thank you so much. You know, this was amazing. I didn't think I was going to catch anything like you made my day. Um, you know that's why I enjoy fishing now. Um, I go out and fish by myself for hours for sure, but I really uh, the enjoyment of others is definitely high on my list of uh, reasons I go out there and um, and and fish the more populated areas that uh, most people would probably try and stay away from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool, man. Being back with the people is always fun. Sometimes, yeah, but yeah, I say that, and I've got.
1: Yeah, well, I, I go I'm here. Not, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not seriously fishing at that rate. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as much as I'm like more than happy to pass along a plug, I, it, it can become a nightmare once yeah. the lines are all crossed. Like, yep. You know what? You have yourself a good afternoon and catch some fish. I'm going to be way down here, down the beach. Let me know how you do <laughs> <laughs> Yep. There
0: you go. Right there. All right. So with people actually coming out there, because I mean, you Nantucket is nice, but not everybody's going to go to Nantucket coming up into the New England area. So if you had a new angler that's never fished that area before come up and you were talking and he's like, oh, I've never been here, what would you recommend they do before they even start fishing?
1: In in the New England area?
0: No, in Nantucket coming to your area.
1: Oh, oh! oh, oh New England, no, now. dude, we'd be here,
0: we'd be here for days. There's so <laughs> many different pieces I with know. the fishery. I mean, hell, just moving, oh, yeah. just moving from your spot to the Cape is a huge change.
1: Exactly. I was going to say. Well, the first thing is, do you have a place to stay overnight here? <laughs> then we could keep talking because yeah. the housing, the housing situation over here is not a joke. No, nope. uh, but that ferry. that's visiting. Yeah. Right. You know, and some guys, there's guys that come over for the day um, yeah. and do and, and fish all the time. Um, but if it's somebody, you know, people take up summer jobs here and need an activity. And if it's that, you know, somebody that's just trying to figure out what it is that goes on out here. Cause I kind of had to do the same thing when I first got here, I had a sense, but you know, if you're coming in blind to it, um, like I said, I always revert back to the tackle shops, but you know, if, you know, I bought some of my first stuff online, uh, and then got out there and just, I, I found the time and I just picked spots that one, um, I kind of went in the same direction. I went to spots where no one was at. So I didn't look like a fool not catching fish. So um, a lot of the time I spent alone, um, trying to learn anything about that spot, whether there was fish there or not. Uh, and sometimes, that's kind of what it takes, you know, if you're not going to go to the tackle shop and, you know, you know, speak up and see if you can get some answers. It's it's that solo time put in. Um, you can't pay for that. That's you, you kind of learn as you go there and that stuff sticks when you when you have something go right. Uh, you kind of observe what it is that just happened there It's like an epiphany. Um, it's kind of, I learned different structural differences on the island, where, where I want to fish different holes, different tides, you know, it all starts to kind of come together. It's just like vague information at first, but, um, you know, in, in specifics on this island, if you were ever to come out here, or, you know, or the vineyard or, um, some spots in the Cape, you know, you're looking for moving water, um, moving water is always a good sign that there's fish in and around the area. You're looking for the presence of bait. Um, You know, birds are a good overhead detector. Um, You know, that's why top water is great because you see the boiling on the surface here and there. Um, But a lot of the times we go into it blind with these lures and you just have have to cast, you know, and change it up and constantly be uh, working to solve the riddle. Um, Because it can be such a subtle difference of the slight action you put on a lure that will start generating hits versus you know when you went through every motion in the book to try and catch one and it's that one little tweak that did it Um, a lot of guys have had that happen where it it, you you have to crack the code Um, but it's, it's rewarding that's what makes fishing so great is that not every time you go out there is it some fantasy where you know you're hooking up every other cast and Catching trophy-sized fish, uh, the majority of it's a grind, and it's. I mean, if it wasn't that side of it, fishing, you know, fishing wouldn't be nearly as fun. Um, you have to have the failures uh, to mix it up, like we were talking earlier. Yep. Yeah, for sure, man.
0: All right. Well, now you've made it to the very end. You're on to the last question. Woohoo! You made it. All right. <laughs> Unscathed. <laughs> so, with all the crazy that you've got going on, man, what's next for you?
1: Well, that's the uh well and yeah. Should I say I there's stuff that I got that uh I, I, I like to keep quiet until I can uh, solidify it, you know. Um but outside of that, the, the the normal growth of the company, it's always in new lures, um, it's always in development. We're trying to um trying to hit that you know magical jackpot lure that you know finds use for everybody that we can start to touch different areas uh of the coastline go up and down to florida see you guys down there hit the west coast um you know it's actually been nice and some of the stuff i've been shipping up to canada um prince edward island ah, a P. huge trash yeah it has a huge bass fishery there these there's literally about five people up there and they love i mean that fish my stuff that absolutely love it and they don't like to promote it they don't tell people where what it is or anything like that um (laughs) well they're big um they throw like cotton cordells and stuff like that and these are you know action-wise they're comparable um but you know the color patterns different the castability he said they say the same thing sometimes they just got to get it way out there and they really really like throwing these things so that's part of you know what i'm looking forward to is to really try and i and and learning how to export <laughs> i'm importing but i gotta learn how to export too and uh you know tax taxes all sorts of things oh, yeah. Um, but that's the beauty of uh of growing it's, it's learning nonstop non-stop learning new stuff and uh that's kind of what the focus is—is is, is, is to, to absorb as much as possible, um, and put out some really unique, some new lures. Um, like I said, this Sidewinder is the one for next year. Um, I got really high hopes for this one. It's it's beautiful. It's going to be a lot of fun to throw too. So um, once once the capital's way 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 up, uh, maybe I'll be putting out three, four, five lures a year <laughs> and spending money recklessly uh, for my own. Personal needs. Uh, there's nothing better than uh, there really is nothing better than putting together your own lure and then fishing it. Um, I mean, obviously, seeing other people have success with it is uh, the real goal in that. But uh, I really love to take these things out for the first time. It's like driving a new car. You know, <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun to see where where it started on a piece of paper to where uh, all the little various steps it went through and uh, to see it you know in your hand. And then in a fish's mouth, it all uh, it all comes full circle.
0: Mm-hmm. That's funny you were talking about up there, PEI. I just did a in October. Uh, I did an episode with uh, a guy in Nova Scotia uh, named stripers of the Strait. He runs a charter up there. We were talking about lures and how he throws them for stripers, and he's like, "Yeah, we go from one side of the island. I can do this for you know striped bass, but then I move over here and I can go catch the monster striped bass." I was like, "There's a difference in striped bass size." He's like, "Oh yeah." like here it's here it's over there oh no they're tanks over there
1: yeah they have um they well they their fishery got decimated um the guys that i talked to up there you know they run inline singles are part of the program up there um so these fit you know right on schedule with them so that's why they first got attracted to them um and they started fishing with him and getting a ton of success. I, I don't know if he's run into them yet. I'll have to get stripers of the straight. Yeah, I'll have, have to to look, connect with I'll have to message him and be like, hey, you
0: ever heard of these? So um, Yeah,
1: set us up. Set us up. We'll, uh, I'll have to see, see if this is something that would interest him
0: um, for <laughs> sure. Well, that's one thing I love about that. all this, I mean, you you mentioned it right there, you know, these things are striped bass monsters, and your video showed it, they're coming after them, so you know, if you're in the New England area and you're listening to this, you're looking after stripers, Yeah, you could sit out there with that chunk of bait and wait for them, but you could also generate something a little bit faster with this, or maybe you want to catch some falsies, I mean, I don't know, I'd love to catch falsies all day.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, if you if you make the trek and you make sure it's between September and uh, October, I'd be more than happy to take you out and show you the way. Oh it's, no, uh, come back to
0: New England and <laughs> hang out and fish with somebody. No, not that in the in the summer. Don't make it sound. Like that. <laughs> oh, dude, I got to I'm actually coming back up there in for sure. I know I'll be back there in August of uh 23 that's already been my aunt has already said you will be here for the family reunion in Maine so it's like okay uh I got some I got some time up there oh yeah
1: yeah I would 100% book 90% of my time fishing and (laughs) 10% for family reunions
0: (laughs) well thankfully she doesn't listen to the podcast I think but I mean I I have a small plan that's coming from that one because oh yes the surf rods will be coming
1: just hire a body double and put some glasses on them. <laughs> sit them down. Tell them you will be back. Yeah, that's perfect, <laughs> man.
0: Uh, well, Nick, dude, this has been a ton of great knowledge. Thank you for all of it. Thank you for coming on this show and just being – so open and honest with all this from all the way from the beginning to where you are now and all the lures that you've liked and the science behind it, man, seriously, you opened up a huge bit of information on here that really, I think will help a lot of anglers. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, no, honestly, Brian, thank you. I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys um, have probably explored the option themselves. Uh, and it, 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 I'm just kind of proof that it's, it's a hundred percent possible. Uh, just kind of devote yourself into it and uh, you can grow something and hopefully it keeps growing. Um, I know we missed some, some points in there somewhere. Uh, There's just so much to talk about, but uh, (laughs) thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: No no problem. I know I'm, I have no doubt we'll be talking again, so it's all good. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I love Uh, it. All right, man. We'll be talking soon. All right.
1: See ya. See ya.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, I hope you enjoyed our trip up to old Nantucket Island in Massachusetts there because it was nice. It was a heck of a run. And these lures, you can find them all. Uh, on there on Island X Lures website, islandxlures.com, you can see all the stuff that we've been talking about. You can see the different paint patterns that he's been painting and now they're <laughs> doing out that way. And you, you can really get a sense of all the things that he was talking about, especially with the placement of the eyelet on the lower side, the jaw side of these lures, uh, and just all those ones. So definitely take a look at it lots of cool stuff on there and if you fish these hey let us know how you did with it love to hear how you caught it and you don't have to give us your honey hole it's okay just you know tell us about the lures because they look real cool and they look like they're a lot of fun and yes i will be ordering some don't worry you can come back to the channel i'll have a review up on it it'll be all good and grand and wonderful life will be good but thanks for taking hanging out with us for this episode. If it helped you, don't forget to share it out. Send it to somebody that could use a, a little bit of knowledge here to help them catch fish in the surf. That's what the premise is of this show help everyone get better and showcase these small businesses out here that are out there grinding and making this happen for all of us to become better. So, you've been listening to Finding Demos Surfish, and I appreciate you. I am out of here. <laughs>